Welcome to Streams in the Desert Live, an interactive prophetic talk show with pastor, evangelist, and prophetic teacher, Dana Bohansky, senior pastor of Streams in the Desert Ministries and House Church, where we look at the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy and give you, the listener, an opportunity to call in to ask questions and share information regarding the signs of the times. This ministry is dedicated to the preaching and teaching of the unadulterated word of the one and only true and living God under the power and anointing of God's Holy Ghost. Streams in the Desert Live is an expansion of Streams in the Desert Ministries. Now, here's your host, Pastor Dana. Shalom and blessings in the name of the Lord Jesus. This is Pastor Dana, and I once again would like to thank you for joining me today, January 20th, 2016, for the Streams in the Desert Live internet radio broadcast, coming to you live from the beautiful and breathtaking studios of StarWorldWideNetworks.com, where we look at the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy. Today's topic title is 8 plus 8 equals 16. But before we get started, let us pray. Father God, we humbly come before your throne this day. We ask that the power and anointing of your Holy Spirit be with us this hour, that the word that you have prepared and ordained goes out around the world in the way that you have ordained it, Lord. Let the power and anointing of your Holy Spirit be strong on the hearer. Let their eyes and ears spiritually be open. Let the power and anointing of your Holy Spirit propel them into this hour at 11.59 and split seconds to be ready, watching, and waiting for your one and only begotten Son, who is Jesus Christ's imminent return in what is called the rapture or the catching away of the saints. In Jesus' precious and holy name we pray, and Holy Spirit have your way. Amen and amen. Well, folks, greetings to you all once again from wherever you are in the world as you join me, your host, Pastor Dana, today for another compelling episode of Streams in the Desert Live Internet Radio Broadcast. Good afternoon and welcome to Flight 2016. We are preparing to take off, so please make sure your attitude and blessing are secure and locked in an upright position. All self-destructive Devices should be turned off at this time. All negativity, hurt, and discouragement should be put away. Should we lose altitude under pressure during the flight, reach up and pull down a prayer. Prayers will be activated automatically by faith. Once your faith is activated, you can assist other passengers. There will be no baggage allowed on this flight Captain Jesus has cleared us for takeoff, destination greatness. Please share this with others that may wish to take this flight with us, soon departing from gate 777. Okay, my friends, with that said, you may still be 
at this point pondering about the title of our show for today, of which there again is 8 plus 8 equals 16. Well, the way the Lord laid it out to me is that, listen up, 2008 was the first recent year of really big trouble. And now here, eight years later, in 2016, the trouble that was made so very crystal clear to us all will, within the current year, continue to accelerate its unraveling from where it last left off and is illustrated by way of our first piece for today, which is titled, The Last 16 Times This Happened There Was a Recession, by none other than Michael Snyder, author and publisher of The Economic Collapse, blog.com, posted yesterday, January 19, 2016, of which Mr. Snyder opens by stating that Something has just happened that has signaled a recession every single time that it has occurred since World War I. Sixteen times since 1919, there have been at least eight month-over-month declines in industrial production during the preceding 12-month period. And in each of those 16 instances, the U.S. economy has plunged into recession. Now that it has happened again, will the U.S. economy beat the odds and avoid a major economic turndown? I certainly wouldn't count on it, says Mr. Snyder, of whom goes on to say, as I have written about repeatedly, there are a whole host of other numbers that are screaming that a new recession is here. And global financial markets are crumbling. It would take a miracle of epic proportions to pull us out of this tailspin. And yet there are many people out there that are absolutely convinced that it will happen. John Hussman is not one of them. In his most recent weekly comment, he explained that he explained this stunning correction, correlation rather, between month-over-month declines in industrial production and recessions. To me, says Mr. Schneider, what Hussman has presented is overwhelmingly conclusive. Last week, following a long period of poor internals and weakening order surplus, we observed fresh declines in industrial production and retail sales. Industrial production has now also declined on a year-over-year basis. The weakest we, the weakness that we presently observe is strongly associated with recession, says Mr. Hussman, who goes on to say the chart below, of which, my friends, you obviously cannot see here on the radio, plots the cumulative number of month-over-month declines in industrial production during the preceding 12-month period in data since 1919. Recessions are shaded, says Mr. Hussman. The current total of 10 of a possible 12-month-over-month declines in industrial production has never been observed except Listen up, my friends. In 
the context of a U.S. recession. Historically, as Dick Van Patten would say, eight's enough. After looking at the chart, Mr. S- uh, Snyder says, there is, if, is there anyone out there that still doubts that the U.S. economy is in significant trouble? Many estimates of U.S. GDP growth for the month for the fourth quarter of 2015 are already just a small fraction of 1%. It would not be a surprise, he says, at all to see a negative number posted once it is all said and done. And of course, more bad news for the economy just keeps pouring in. So far this week, we have learned that the growth rate for federal withholding taxes has turned negative. My friends, that means no one's working, okay? That's the tax they take out of your paycheck. He goes on to say, Johnson & Johnson has announced plans that it will be eliminating 3,000 jobs, and BP has announced that it is eliminating 4,000 jobs. Of course, it's not exactly a surprise that BP is cutting jobs, he says. At this point, the entire energy industry is absolutely hemorrhaging workers. As I wrote about yesterday, says Mr. Snyder, 130,000 good-paying energy jobs has been lost in the United States since the beginning of last year. But now we are seeing major firms outside of the energy industry cutting payrolls. Even financial giants such as Morgan Stanley are looking for ways to cut costs. Morgan Stanley just announced fourth quarter earnings, and it is providing detail to investors on a cost-saving plan called Project Streamline. That's because, my friends, people who have their retirement in the stock market are losing it right now at four to $5,000 a week. During, depending on their income and what they have invested, during the conference call, the CEO, James Gorman, uttered a sentence that will most likely make the bank's staff shudder. Too many employees based in high-cost centers are doing work that can sensibly be done in low-cost centers, he said. Mr. Snyder says the whole environment is changing. When things start to get tough, big corporations start to get rid of people. We saw this back in 2008, he says, and it is starting to happen again right now. And just like last time around, he says, we are going to see millions of Americans lose their jobs during the hard years that are ahead of us. But thankfully, says Mr. Schneider, for the moment, there is a brief lull in the action, which that was yesterday. But today, I did not see that in the stock market, my friends. It was down again, and oil is almost down to $25 a barrel. We're headed for 20 and I wouldn't doubt that we were headed even lower than that. That is very bad for exactly what they're talking about right here, production and, and uh, things like that to do with uh, commodities and uh, materials that people used to build with and things like that. It's all going down the drain. The financial turmoil, says Mr. Schneider, that has gripped the planet was 
calmed on Tuesday when China announced that their economy grew at a rate of 6.8% during the fourth quarter of 2015. But my friends, if you go and look at what China did in the stock market last night, they were down over six or 700 points. So I don't guess it was too good. Mr. Schneider says this was right in line with expectations and markets around the world responded uh, positively to the news. There is just one huge problem everyone knows, that the GDP figures coming out of China are essentially meaningless. If you believe that the Chinese economy actually grew at 6.8% rate during the last fourth during the fourth quarter of 2015, Mr. Snyder says, then I have a bridge to sell you. He goes on to say virtually every other number coming out of China over the past several months tells us that that the Chinese economy is shrinking. And so that 6.8% figure is extremely questionable at best. Do you want to know the last time the communist Chinese admitted to having a recession, says Mr. Schneider? It was in 1976. He says, my friends, that was, oh, that was 40 years ago. That was over 40 years ago. Mr. Schneider continues by stating that over the past four decades, Economic growth figures have become a source of great national pride for China. To admit that the economy is now imploding would bring great shame on the Chinese government and the nation as a whole. And so that must be avoided at all cost. Yes, the numbers are fraudulent in the U.S. too, says Mr. Schneider. According to John Williams of ShadowStats.com, if the U.S. was actually, listen up my friends, was actually using honest numbers, the last recession, which began in 19, I mean, 2008, probably began a lot longer ago than that, which began in 2008, the last recession never would have technically ended. My friends, it didn't technically end. The the media just feeds us a bunch of baloney. I, I mean, I heard a bunch of baloney before I came in here today after our stock market just fell again uh, over two, 200 and some odd points for today, the 20th day of January 2016. Back to the article. But in China, says Mr. Schneider, they take this to a ridiculous extremes. The Chinese economy is fueled by, now this is where it gets important, The Chinese economy is fueled by exports. My friends, this is a prelude to the next piece I'm bringing you. I know it's a little boring for most people, but I'm telling you, this is going somewhere. And this is a part I really want you to listen to. The Chinese economy is fueled by exports. And Chinese exports have been down on a year-over-year basis for six months in a row. Now, keep that in mind, because when we go to our next piece, you're going to see how it fits together. And the primary reason why commodity prices have been absolutely collapsing, says Mr. Schneider, is because of the economic contraction in China. Of course, if China had released a GDP number that was honest, listen up, my friends, global markets would have crashed hard. So their lies are making everyone else feel a bit better for the moment. And every day of relative stability that we can enjoy from here on out is something to be thankful for. 
as you read this article, markets all over Asia, Europe, South America, and the Middle East are already in bear market territory, says Mr. Schneider. More than 30% of the market has been wiped out in Brazil and in Hong Kong. More than 40% of the market has been wiped out in China and Italy. And about 50% of the market has been wiped out in Saudi Arabia. We are already experiencing a major global financial crisis. Did you hear me, my friends? We are already experiencing a major global financial crisis crisis, says Mr. Schneider, and so say I. The only question remains, says Mr. Schneider, is how bad will it eventually become? Let us hope for more days like this one that are relatively calm, but I wouldn't count on things turning around significantly anytime soon because the economic fundamentals are telling us that big trouble is ahead. And my friends, speaking of big trouble, check out this next piece with a very alarming title of which is, and this is the piece I'm talking to you about, my friends. This is where you need to really pay attention. Historic first, North America, North Atlantic empty, the North Atlantic Sea, my friends, empty of cargo ships in transit, all anchored along coast, not moving, posted January 8th, 2016, by newsroom at Superstation 95, 95.1 FM, New York, New York, USA. Of which begins thusly by stating that converse between Europe and North America has literally come to a halt. Now, my friends, let me just set the stage for you. That means everything in your life is out there somewhere, but it's not here. Your toilet paper's not here. Your water in the bottle is not here. Your meat is not here. Your tofu is not here. Nothing is here, my friends. Your summer bathing suit is not here. Your winter coat is not here. If it's not already here is what I mean, my friends. Nothing is moving. This is very important. You need to hear this. It's very prophetic. For the first time... In known history, not one cargo ship is in transit in the North Atlantic between Europe and North America. All of them, hundreds, are either anchored offshore or in port. Nothing is moving. My friends, we're being set up for the kill. This has never happened before, says the writer of this article. It is a horrific economic sign, proof that commerce is literally stopped. The reason commerce has stopped is simple. And I love the way they laid this out because this is where you're going to be able to really get it. People are not buying things. That's why. There's no money. The, the, the money's getting scarce. When people do not buy things, retailers do not sell things. So they do not order more goods for stock. When retailers do not order goods, manufacturers of those goods don't make anything because there are no orders to fill. 
When manufacturers do not make goods, they don't order raw materials for manufacturing, and that is what these ships that are moving around the world are supposed to be carrying. So if none of that's going on, nothing else is going on, my friends. The article goes on to say, when there are no orders for raw materials, commodity sellers do not sell raw materials. When no raw materials are sold, there is no shipping by large cargo ships or railroads or tractor trailers to moving anything. Put simply, the global economy is literally stopping right now, today. How things go from this point forward is simple. Without sales, retailers are not going to even turn dollars. So they will have to lay off employees and close stores. Ah, Macy's, Walmart, closing all their stores. Mm. Without orders, manufacturers will have to lay off employees and shut down. When manufacturing shuts down, suppliers of commodities will have to lay off employees and cease operations. As all of this economic activity comes to a halt, the disaster really takes off. When businesses are not even turning dollars, they cannot pay back their loans. Retailers, manufacturers, and commodity suppliers will begin defaulting on bank loans within, listen up my friends, 30 days. When enough of them default it begins taking out banks. As banks begin to fail, others will run to their banks to withdraw money for fear their bank will fail too, and therein starts bank runs. In the meantime, stock values plummet. Hmm, I've noticed that, haven't you? Like all over the world since the very first day of this year. And people's life savings in retirement accounts, 401s, Uh, IRAs and the likes get wiped out of existence, says the writer, and ends this piece by stating, we are literally standing at the edge of an abyss. It appears we are about to go over the cliff. And on that ultimately disturbing note, my friends, I'll be right back after the break to fill you in on more of what is soon and very soon to come. In this time of desperation All we know is doubt and fear There is only one foundation We believe We believe We believe in God the Father We believe in Jesus Christ We believe in the Holy Spirit And He's given us new life We believe in the crucifixion We believe that He conquered death We believe in the resurrection 
and he's coming back again. We believe. So let our faith be more than anthems. The songs we sing And in our weakness and temptations We believe We believe We believe in God the Father We believe in Jesus Christ We believe in the Holy Spirit Father, we believe in Jesus Christ, we believe in the Holy Spirit, and He's given us new life. We believe in the crucifixion. Coming back, it's 11.59 and split seconds, your eyes should be pointed towards the eastern skies because soon the King of Kings and Lord of Lords will soon be breaking the eastern sky. Are you ready? Are you ready watching, waiting, and praying, and just ready, packed up, ready to go up, my friends? Ah, you, you have to be, because if you missed this, you've missed it all. Okay, my friends, just before we move on with our subject for today, I have something that I would like to share with you. It is very short, but at the same time, very powerful, and is a word that the Lord God spoke to me by way of his Holy Spirit back on April 2nd, 2004, and this is what it is, and it is for such a time as this. Evil is determined, and it is on the way. Suddenly, it shall appear. My friends, it is for that very reason that the Lord God has ordered that this next piece be incorporated into today's show, which is titled, I Am Raising Up the Josephs, by Rachel Baxter, January 4th, 2016, found posted on Z3news.com, of which Miss Baxter opens up by stating, on January 3rd, 
2016. My friends, I want you to realize that she's having this vision dream from the Lord five days before they wrote the article about no ships moving in the North Atlantic. Listen to what it is saying, my friends. It's called prophecy. Prophecy means telling you something from the Lord that happens after it's said. Of which Miss Baxter opens up by stating, on January 3rd, 2016, I was awakened and heard, see, Miss Baxter then states, I saw before me twirling figures as if dancing in another time with sacks on their backs. They were adorned with jewelry, fancy clothes, and had their hair done up. I was made to understand they were joyful in the Lord for having listened and prepared. Then I heard, says Miss Baxter, I am raising up the Josephs. The date of the famine begins. January 16th. This is from the Lord, my friends. Now, you may have not seen it in the natural but something is going on behind the scenes. And I can tell you one thing that happened on January 16th. It was the day that sanctions were removed from Iran. And their oil is going to be hitting the market now, too. And we're already going down. And with that, it will just take us under like a rock tied around our neck. Miss Baxter continues by saying, I went back to sleep but was awakened again and saw in the spirit a huge pile of mechanical bows, but no arrows to go with them. Then I went back to sleep again but was awakened again and saw in the spirit as if it were in the corner of my room a very tall figure that appeared to be in a dark robe. I heard, tell them, What is coming? I said, yes, I will tell them anything you say. In my head, I heard, there is no God like Jehovah playing over and over again from deep within me. Contemplating these things, says Mrs. Baxter, I believe that the first vision represents a picture of those people who will have plenty in the time of famine that is coming upon our nation. Remember what I told you, my friends, that the Lord told me, you are as a tree planted by the riverside whose root shall not fail, and everything that you put your hand to will prosper. Okay? That is what she's talking about right there. That is what comes from the Lord. The Lord has made that promise to me, and I'm standing on it because I know it's the truth. And I've already seen it in the past, present, and I will see it in the future as well. She says, we are facing a great famine My friends, what did I just say about these ships? If they're not moving soon, that word could become norm in America. We are facing a great famine, she says, and I feel like this will be a time of lack of food and a lack of all resources for many people who have been asleep to the times we are living in. My friends, all resources, not only food, she's right. Because that's coming directly from the Lord. The Lord is telling us. So it can't be wrong. But for those, she said, who have been and are awake, they will rejoice in the Lord for his great provision. 
She then states, I asked the Lord to help me understand what the pile of bows with no arrows represented. I feel it was, I feel it will be a time, listen up, my friends, of great war. When so many people will lose their lives that all the arrows, that all the arrows will be used up and there will be no more men to carry and fight with the bows, she says. The tall figure in the dark robe represents the angel of death and destruction who has been given the keys to death and Hades, she Mrs. Baxter, Miss Baxter says, who goes on to say, my friends, he is coming to take, this is, my friends, if you do not know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior and you're not on your way to glory right now, this, this, ver, this line here from the Lord is directly for you. He is coming, the angel of death and destruction. He is coming to take many who are living outside of the Lord. She continues by stating, then I heard this, and this is the word of the Lord, my friends. Write what I have to say to the nations. You have not heeded my warnings. You have not stopped to bow to me, and now I will break your back. Speaking to America as a nation and individuals, my friends, the Lord speaks here. You fought, you forgot that it is I that raises up kings and nations, and it is I that causes them to fall. But you will remember again. I can I call you now, my people, to awake from your slumber. Sober up so that you can see what is going on around you. Listen to my voice and follow me, says the Lord, my friends. The war will rage around you. Many will fall at your right hand and your left, but determine to keep your eyes on me. I will lead you through the darkness, dark days ahead, my friends, black days ahead as the Lord has mandated. I will lead you through the darkness and into the great light, my children. She then states, I was led to Ephesians chapter 3 where the Apostle Paul writes, Wherefore, I was made a minister according to the gift of the grace of God given unto me by the effectual working of his power. Unto me, who am less than the least of all saints, is this grace given, that I should preach among the Gentiles and among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ, and to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery which from the beginning of the world has been hid in God, who created all things by Christ Jesus, or Jesus Christ, to whom the, to the intent, to the intent that now unto the principalities and powers in heavenly places might be known by the church and manifold wisdom of God, according to the eternal purpose which he purposed in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence by the faith of him. Wherefore, I desire that ye faint not at my tribulations for you, which is your glory. For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father 
of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you according to the riches in his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit, meaning the Holy Spirit, my friends, in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend what with all the saints what it is what is the breadth the length the depth and the height and to know the love of Christ which passeth all understanding and knowledge that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. Unto him be the glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. Taken from Ephesians chapter 3, verses 7 through 21. Miss Baxter moves forward in the telling of her prophetic vision dream from the Lord when she next states, I then saw a picture of a great expanse of tents that looked that look like small army tents propped up in a wide open space. They are exposed to all the elements and are defenseless against the forces of nature. Nature. I then see in the distance a mighty and marvelous castle, fortress. I'm reminded, she says, I'm reminded of the way the Lord made a way for Joseph to be positioned safely in the castle of the ruler, in other words, the king, my friends, and to have authority over the riches of the kingdom. God Almighty is inviting us into his castle in this late hour. Some of us have been living just outside the gates, so we don't have far to go. We are being made to see the storm coming, and he is calling us to come inside. Still, others have erected their flimsy tent coverings very far from the mighty castle of the Lord. They have a long journey to get from where they are, living under the lie of the false covering, truly exposed and vulnerable to where the castle of the Lord is and where safety can be found. They must awake right now to have time to make it before the great storm arrives and is raging and there is no longer a way. Every false covering will be destroyed and those who choose to dwell in them. My friends, the storm is coming sooner than most can imagine. And is the reason that the Lord God spoke to a lady named Lindy Pierce back on October 1st, 2013, in a piece that has been titled, Sudden Destruction is Coming to America, 
published by Mr. James Bailey of Z3News.com, of which opens up with Mr. Bailey stating that on June 10th, 2011, Lindy Pierce received the following prophetic warning about sudden destruction coming to America. One of the reasons for the coming judgment of God against America is the murder of innocent unborn babies. Lindy Pierce is owner of Lion of Judah anointing oil, he says. Transcript. My friends, this is Pastor Dana speaking. The words that you are about to hear are the words of the one and only true and living God, whose one and only begotten Son is the only Savior of the world. And thusly begins. America, America, I longed for your repentance, yet you continued in your pride. Therefore, I will have to bring you down. Bring you down to your knees so you will once again cry out for mercy. I cannot have this sin anymore, says the Lord God. Babies, millions of aborted babies. Their blood cries out from the ground for justice. I hold them in my hand. They are so precious to me. I gave them as a gift, but you rejected them. So precious and so tiny but you killed them and did not receive them. Therefore, my justice and my my recompense shall reign. You shall see it not many days hence. Prepare, prepare your hearts for sudden destruction. Prepare your hearts for my manifest presence in the midst of this destruction. For as this nation shall fall, my glory will rise. You will, you will meet me when you humble your hearts and thank me for coming to you to comfort you in your day of trouble. For indeed, says the Lord God, I am a God of comfort and of love. Justice demands judgment, and so it shall fall. And great will be the cries of my people, for they have prepared and are waiting, but their warnings have not been heeded. They will take pain upon seeing the devastation, knowing it could have been averted. But you, America, would not bow your knees to me to repent in repentance and humility. Therefore, great will be the fall of this nation. Devastation beyond compare, like it has never seen before. Then see how haughty you are in this world. You have gloated over your prosperity and have known no lack, but but that comes to an end now. In one hour, it will be gone. And truly, those remaining will come to me, finally, to repent and turn from their sin. But not all will come. No, there will remain a remnant of the hard-hearted who will harden their hearts even more during this time of destruction. 
I say to them, Whoa, you think you have seen hell now? Bow your knees to me, or you surely shall see hell. The one I created for the devil and his demons. You were never meant to go there, but you will by your choice, not mine, says the Lord. Repent while there is still time, for you do not know what the next hour holds. Nay, even the next moment. You will not even have, you may not even have one more breath left. So sudden shall this destruction fall and many others as well that will follow. Man lives but such a short time on earth, but eternity lasts forever. Consider your placement then where you will be. It is your choice. I provided a way for you to spend eternity in heaven with me through Jesus, my son. His blood will cover your sins. His blood will cover your sin if you will allow it. Do not go into eternity covered in sin, for I will not look upon it nor have it in my holy presence. It and you will be dispatched to hell if you do not come to the cross in repentance. Do this now before it is too late. You do not know when this sudden destruction will fall, but I do, and I say the time is short. So prepare now to enter eternity. Come into my presence and let me cleanse you of all unrighteousness. You cannot do it yourself. Only the blood of my son Jesus can cleanse you. You cannot do one thing to earn it or cleanse yourself. So come as you are and let me do it for you. It is free and will cost you nothing. You will wish you had done it a long time ago. Once you have obeyed, come to me now while there is still time to find life everlasting in the fullness of my joy and peace. Many wonders have been prepared for you in heaven to enjoy eternally. Why would you choose the darkness and fires of hell instead? where there will be eternal torment and thirst, where the worm never dies and the demons have free will to do to you whatever they want. It is not a place of joy and peace, but of pain and loneliness and complete absence of my light and present presence. Come to me now, little ones. And let me gather you into my arms of love where I can keep you from all harm for all eternity. I love you. Please come to me now before it's too late. My friends, the Lord has been so tender and so gracious in that prophetic word. It was from three years ago, but it's for now. 
and the days that are yet to come. That's why in John 3:16 through 18 the Lord God said this by way of the mouth of the Lord Jesus For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him who is Jesus my friends should not perish but have everlasting life says the word of God For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world but that the world through him might be saved. It says might be saved, my friends, because the Lord has verbally just told you in the words just spoken that it is your choice. He gave you a free will. What you do with it is up to you. But you only have time to make your decision until you take your last breath. And the way things are going nowadays, we never know how that's going to happen. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him, who is Jesus Christ, my friends, might be saved. He that believeth on him, who is Jesus Christ, is not condemned, says the word of God. But he that believeth not, says the word of God, is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of of the only begotten Son of God. In John 14, verse 6, Jesus said to Thomas and to us all, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father but by me. In Romans chapter 3, verse 23, it says, For all have sinned, and come short of the glory of God. In Romans chapter 6, verse 23, it says, The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. My friends, We do not know exactly what we're facing. But as time ticks on, things are going to continue to be darker. The Lord has promised that the mandate for the year 2016 is black days ahead. And I didn't bring it with me this week, but I have another prophetic word that maybe the Lord will release me to use next week that concerns next month, possibly. So I asked him about it today, but he never let me find a place to interject it for this show. But I want you to be in much prayer because the Lord said that sudden destruction is about to come upon America. And my friends, The reason it is, is because of sin. It doesn't matter if it's about homosexual marriage. It doesn't matter if it's about abortion. Sin is sin. And if God calls it sin, then it will be dealt with. It will be recompensed, my friends. You will be repaid for every action that you do outside of a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Because within a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, 
your heart is pricked continuously by the power and anointing of God's Holy Spirit not to stray, not to go off on paths that will cause you to sin against the Lord. That is the whole reason that we are to become born again or saved, my friends, by the blood of Jesus. Because that is when the Lord God will send the power and anointing of his Holy Spirit to dwell within us, not just with us. And it will keep us from now until, as it said in the word of God today, world without end or eternity. My friends, if you've never asked the Lord Jesus Christ into your heart, today would be the day. The Lord says in his word that today is the day of salvation. You may never have another day after today. And the Lord has even gotten to the point where he's saying, you don't even know what's going to happen in the next minute. But he does. And my friends, you cannot fool the Lord God. If you have not made your choice to be with him for all eternity before you leave this world, you've written your own ticket to the lake of fire. And it is where ultimately you will reside. Your spirit, which never dies, my friends. You know, there's a story in the Bible that talks about a rich man in Lazarus. Not the same Lazarus that was raised from the dead. It was a pretty common name back then. But there was a rich man, and there was a man named Lazarus. And Lazarus was set at the door of the, uh, the gate of the rich man's palace just to receive maybe the crumbs from the rich man's table. But obviously it didn't happen because the word of God said that the, the beggar died, and the rich man died as well. It said that Lazarus was carried in the bosom into the bosom of Abraham by the angels, but that the rich man was buried. My friends, it's showing you the difference between someone who has eternal life and one who goes to the grave, which is ultimately hell, to wait for the ultimate day of judgment from the Lord God. As the story goes, and it's not a story, my friends. This is a true parable from the Lord God. He's, he's giving you an illustration of what really does happen. As the story goes, Lazarus is in the bosom of Abraham, which is where the children that belong to God went before the Lord Jesus Christ came. Okay? But the rich man went to hell. And he looked over a a fixed gulf, and he could see into heaven. And he said to Abraham, Father Abraham, send Lazarus to my brother's house, to my father's house where I have five brothers. Tell them not to come to this place. And he simply said to them, he said to to the rich man, Father Abraham said to the rich man, if they will not believe Moses and the prophets, they will not believe one risen from the dead. My friends, it is there again an illustration that if you do not believe what the Old Testament told us was about to come in the New Testament, then you won't believe Jesus who is risen from the dead either. 
And Father Abraham said to the rich man, he said, we cannot come unto you. And for any of you who would want to come to us, it is not possible. My friends, that is why, if you've ever heard it, it says that if you end up in the lake of fire, you will forever be able to look up into the halls of heaven. And it will be part of your torment, my friends. You'll be able to see those people who tried to tell you that you were going in the wrong direction. But you'll never be able to reach them. And my friends, this is the most horrific part. They will never see you. Because there is no sorrow. There is no darkness. There is no tears in heaven. That's You spent all the darkness, tears, and uh, all the things that are negative here on this life going through. And, and being a Christian, a true Bible-believing, born-again, blood-washed, Bible-believing, tongue-talking Christian has a hard life to live here in this world because we're only passing through. We're not of this world. We're in it, but we're not of it. We don't do the same things the world does. That's why the Lord says today is the day of salvation, my friends. It's time to separate your th- yourself from the things that separate you from God and eternal life through Jesus Christ. And that is what it means to accept the Lord Jesus Christ. We are receiving, even though we have not yet seen it yet, we are receiving eternal life when we ask the Lord to come into our heart and to be the one who makes our decisions for us. Because we know that as long as he, through the power and anointing of God's Holy Spirit, is making our decisions, we're on the straight and narrow path which leads to life everlasting that Jesus said, few there be that ever find it, my friends. A lot of people claim to be Christians, my friends, but do not be deceived unless they walk the walk, talk the talk, and their fruit bears witness with every word that comes from the mouth of God. I would question where they really are coming from. With that said, my friends, today, if you would like to receive the Lord Jesus Christ and you have never asked him into your heart before, we're going to do that in just a second. But you know what? There are some people out there, there's a multitude of people out there that have walked with the Lord Jesus Christ and they have tasted and seen how good he is and all his provisions and, and all the blessings that come from a life spent with him who are now backslidden. And my friends, once you backslide out of uh, the vision of the Lord and go back into the world, it is hard to come back. But not because the Lord won't accept you, because the devil's got a hook in you, and he keeps telling you, you're not worthy, you can't go back, he won't receive you. Well, that is all a lie, my friends. You can come back to the Lord if you will. It takes a lot, though, because you've got to give up all that you've gone back into. Because it says, once a man's house is swept clean, if he goes back to the filth, seven spirits more come to inhabit him. My friends, that's being put in bondage that some people never get out. So today, if you are backslidden, my friends, I would advise you to get back on the straight and narrow path 
with the Lord Jesus Christ today. And you can do that by rededicating your life to the Lord Jesus Christ and allowing the power and anointing of God's Holy Spirit to begin to work in your life again. Take your hands off and let him do the work. And kick Satan and his demons and angels, evil angels, to the curve because they're all liars. You can come back to the Lord as long as you're breathing. My friends, and if you just have needs with all the things that are going on in the world today, cry out to the Lord. If you're already walking with him, cry out to him at this time of prayer. While the power and anointing of the Holy Spirit is stirred, that you might receive what you have need of. With that said, let me pray for you today, my friends. Father God, I humbly ask, as I bow before your throne, that you would receive each and every one of your children that will bow their knee to you this day and ask your one and only begotten Son, who is the Lord Jesus Christ, to forgive them of their sins and to wash them clean Because they know they're sinners, they will come and they will ask Jesus to forgive them of their sins. And once that's happened, there will be a change in the heart. Then the power and anointing of your Holy Spirit will be able to work within them to bring all things to their remembrance. And I ask it all in Jesus' precious and holy name. Amen and amen. Well, my friends, it's a wrap. And with that said, thank you once again for tuning in today for Streams in the Desert live internet radio broadcast here on StarWorldWideNetworks.com. My friends, don't forget to visit StreamsAZ.org daily on the web for updates on prophetic news from around the world. And stay connected with me via social media and Twitter by visiting the Streams in the Desert live landing page at StarWorldWideNetworks.com forward slash Streams in the Desert. This is Pastor Dana saying shalom and blessings to you all in the mighty name of Jesus, Yeshua HaMashiach, my Lord, Master, Savior, soon coming King and Messiah, yours too, I hope. Until we meet again next Wednesday at 3.55 p.m. for the Streams in the Desert live internet radio broadcast, may the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. Until we meet again, shalom, shalom. Join Streams in the Desert Live each Wednesday at 4 p.m. on Star Worldwide Networks, where your host, Pastor Dana, will examine the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy. Streams in the Desert Live thanks you for listening, for your phone calls, emails, and as always, your generous love offerings in support of this internet radio broadcast. You may also visit or email Streams in the Desert Ministries, home of Streams in the Desert Live, by way of the website or Facebook page, which can be easily found on the StarWorldWideNetworks.com Streams in the Desert landing page. Until next week, Streams in the Desert Live bids you all much love in Jesus, and that the peace of the Lord Jesus be unto you all, now and always. And remember, if you're not serving Jesus now, what makes you think you'll be doing it later in heaven? 